Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we're covering WCW Saturday Night on TBS from October the 19th, 1991. And before I throw it to Doc and ask how he's doing, I want to give a big-time shout-out to our uh, largest patron, Contributors Monthly, disrespectfully, Classy, Marky, Blassy, Mike Childry, Joe Ice, good old Justin. Thank you for your generous support on Patreon each and every month and being the sponsors of this show. And on that note, Doc, we should say, Harper's not here. Uh, you want to tell the people why as you tell me how you're doing? First of all, I'm doing great as always. I'm I'm blessed. It's early in the morning. We'll talk about that in just a second. But I plan on being a total and complete blessing to everyone today. How about that? <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> uh, so we're recording uh, on an off, uh, on a Friday morning um, in the in the continuing adventures of Doc's life, but also the complexity of all of our lives, uh, we have to be flexible in how we record in, effort, in, an, in an effort to make sure that we're delivering the goods each and every Thursday evening uh, on time and ready to roll. So next week uh, in real life here in, in the area is the spring breaks. Uh, Them's is the breaks. And uh, me and the fam are going to uh, New York City. Going to take in the sights. Mm. Uh, I've, ne- I've never been to New York City. I'm going to wear my Dallas Cowboys hat the entire time. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to let them know. Mm. Um, anyway, I the one thing is is that I am going to get to see a, a NBA game in Madison Square Garden. So that's going to be pretty cool. Anyway, in order to make all of that work, and also we are trying to make sure that we get uh, Harper in the in the on the show to do um, Halloween Havoc '91, make sure that he can give his full throated commentary on the Chamber of Horrors match. You know, that's been led up, led to so so greatly by Polly and Missy. God. Uh, yeah. So I believe, um, I believe that I will not be here for next week's show. I, I know that that's going to cause a significant dip in downloads and listens, but I will be out. Um, do, do you have a, have you made a call to the bullpen at this yeah, point? Mike Crockett's supposed to join me. And of course, We'll see then if Harper joins because we just never know. It's like the mystery box, right? It's like you're on the prices, right? 
and it's the mystery box. Will he show? Will he not show? It's one of those things. So we'll see. When they failed on the prices, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, um, we gotta, we gotta handle this together today. Um, the good news is, is that we're super capable and awesome. So it'll, this shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Have you been watching much of the current product lately? I mean, here and there, but I didn't really see anything this last week because that was the Wildcat weekend. So like SmackDown that came on that Friday night. Yeah, this is airing well after that. I know that everyone, but I didn't, I didn't catch that. And I, I just haven't, um, I had time. You texted me something, make sure you watch this. And I, I was on the road when you texted me, so it didn't get watched and all hell breaks loose once you walk in the front door and you got kids. So no, I, I didn't see it. I didn't see whatever you sent me to. Well, I appreciate your dedication to the show. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, my dedication to the show had me in New Orleans. Your dedication to the show had you sitting around with your thumb up your ass watching kids soccer. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, when you talk about dedication, I'll keep that in mind as you're well, trying dedication, to uh, throw, throw something at me. Dedication is a personal thing, and I think we all define it a little bit differently. Okay. So. Nice to see you uh, play spin doctor on uh, dedication <laughs> there. Asshole. <laughs> um. Well, let me ask you this: you, you, have you caught up on your sleep? Because we were recording three or four days after the last episode, and you were still trying to catch up on sleep. And God knows, for the way you were going hard down in New Orleans, geez, have you caught up on your sleep? No, I had to work when I got back in town, and and then um, and then you know, I mean, this is the first day I've had off, and 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 here we catch, are, yeah, and here we are, we're doing this. So I'm looking forward to. Uh, Saturday morning, hopefully. And let me okay. tell you something. I'm going to cut up. Yeah, you really got me going now. <laughs> Motherfuck whoever came up with this spring forward, fall back bullshit, okay? I'm sick and tired of losing an hour when it's time to spring forward. They need to put an end to this bullshit before someone gets hurt. Mm, I do not want to lose an like hour a, on my like day a terroristic off. threat. No, they need to put an end to it before some, somebody's going to, like, drive into a dip. You know what? I mean, I, people have probably died behind this bull crap. Okay. Driving into well, a ditch because they didn't get sufficient amount of sleep the night before. They had to get up at the crack of dawn. Bull so crap. I don't I, I I agree with you. I think most people I speak with and, I, you know, I'm out in the community a lot oh God. talking to people and, and getting opinions and just mm. doing the thing. Um, most people I talk to all agree that the spring forward position should be the permanent one in which it's light into the well into the evening. Yeah. Just and we yeah. just stay there. Yes. Just stay there. Like I don't know anybody, like anybody that is like, oh, that's a good idea. Let's make it dark at five. Nobody likes that. Nobody. And so again, Especially you sports. Oh, Jesus. No. Now we drive me up a wall when it would fall back. We got lights, but that's a problem, too. Now, here's the thing. There's so many things in this world, in this country, that divide us and that keep us divided and keep us arguing and keep us fussy at one another. 
But I think if the politicians, this is how you know the politicians don't care and, and like it that we're all fighting, is because if they wanted to do something for the people, they'd solve that issue. Because everybody would, I mean, both sides would be like, and it would show that they could work together and like act like humans and adults, and they would solve a problem that everybody has an opinion about. Yeah, ain't gonna happen. <laughs> No, it ain't gonna happen. They're too busy up there cutting promos on each other. There are states rats. that there are states that don't have it. I know. Arizona. I think Arizona's one of yeah, them. Yeah, Arizona's one of them. All right. Well, but, anyway, uh, yeah. Yeah, let's I'm get back you, to yeah. I'm with you on this. It's stupid. It, it's it's a bunch of it, it's it's a bunch of gaga that you don't need in the match. It's macho bullshit. It is. It really is. Now, there's some things. Here's the thing. You know, we we aren't super in on the new the the current product but the thing is is that we are truth tellers on this show would you agree with that yeah we call it like it is we call it like it is and i will tell you there's some really good things happening in the current product am i going to tell you you need to go watch all 10 hours of the two major promotions this week and get up on all of it Nah, nobody has that kind of time but there are some things that I've seen in passing in the last couple of weeks that deserve a, a, a toot toot, if you will. Um, I think, first of all, um, did you see John Cena and Austin Theory in the ring? I did see that. Is there anything left to Austin Theory after that? Yeah, but it all depends on how that match plays out. John Cena's I mean, got like, some he's got some work to do to repair that kid after he tore him down. Well, I mean, what I like I I I didn't want to, you know, get into texting back and forth with it, but I'm glad you brought it up. The thing is so we know who Cena is. He's an established freaking megastar at this point and we know he can cut promos. He's been doing it forever at this stage. I mean, 20 plus years. So we know that about Cena. I expect nothing less for him to carve up Austin Theory in a promo. Um, what I don't have faith in a lot of times with WWE writing and booking is that they'll, you know, get the young guy to come out looking whole again. Like I, I, I that's what I don't know they will do right at WrestleMania because it's Cena returning. So anyway, I, I actually like I expect Cena to just slice him up the way he did in that promo and just dress him down. He's the baby face for one, and he's been doing it a lot longer. And I just think hopefully they book it right where Austin Theory isn't like squashed. Uh, that would be my worry. But it was it was a good little segment, and it it was what I thought it would be when I when he came out. I was like, oh well, Jesus. Well, and I watched recently watched. It, we haven't been doing reviews of the recent biographies and and rivals to the degree that we have done in the past, because a lot of it is rehash of things we've probably already spoken about. And there's not a lot of you know they did a China biography. Well, they did a whole thing on that, you know. Mm-hmm. But me and the boy last night watched a recording we had of the rival show between The Rock and Cena, and. Cena's talking about how he what he learned from The Rock and how he would do it differently, and how like he came into it with a bad attitude behind the scenes and what he learned about communication. So I really think Cena's got a plan to make the kid. But man, last Monday night it was it was 
he was rough on him. Yeah. Yeah, he was rough. But that's a cutting edge baby face, I guess, nowadays, too. Like, you know, it, you, you can't be too white meat, but it's been like that forever, too. And then but the he's other seen thing him, man, seen, you know? Yeah. And the other thing I saw, um, is that afterwards he said this, and I think it's a really interesting point from him, is that, you know, at his age, it's not lost on him how many more times he gets to come through the curtain and make that trip down the aisle. And yeah. he's, he's, he's aware of that. And that's pretty cool. So that's the little one. Um, and I'm not suggesting anybody watch three hours of raw because l- l- nobody needs that. I mean, I don't watch three hours of 86 JCP. So, I mean, come on. Uh, later in the night, we had an interaction between the Usos and Sami Zayn. Did you see that? Uh, yeah. And I don't know if I expected that, but I don't know if I didn't expect it either. Well, and that's the, okay. So that's exactly Uso, Uso my, turned on Sammy. Yeah. So that's exactly my point. First of all, they've hooked us this whole time mm-hmm. to, to put a little, to set the story for those who didn't hear it. Um, Jimmy Uso's in the ring, Sammy's outside the ring and from the other side, here comes, you know, like Scott Hall down the, the ramp. Here comes Jimmy Uso, uh, Jay Uso, into the ring, stares at his brother, walks past his brother outside the ring, down to the apron, and and hugs Sammy. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, he's no longer part of the bloodline. His brother's in the ring on his knees, like, what the hell? You, you betrayed us. And they're standing there. And Jey Uso super kicks Sammy's head off, grabs him by the two fistfuls of his beard, which was an awesome visual, and said, you think I was going to turn on my family for this shit? Yep. I mean, again, when he kicked him, let me put it to you this way. I went, oh, I mean, I, I popped. And, you know, that's that's awesome in 2023 where everything's overplanned. Everything's sterile. Everything is, is not fun. That was to pop an old crusty bastard like me. And sounds like you, that's great work. Yeah. I just didn't, I'm not going to say I expected it or I didn't expect it. It, They have me with the hook. There's another way to put it. Um, now we got to keep watching now because we, I know <laughs> we need to see what happens next. So they, the other they, thing they've, they've done it, they've done it, they've drawn it out great. And, and so you know, again, we're not saying go watch all three hours. Don't go watch Baron Corbin versus Madcap Moss. I don't give a shit about that. That's as bad as it's ever been. <laughs> yeah, for real. But but they're but you got to remember they're filling time. But they're doing some things at the top of the card that are really, really, really good. Um, also, did you hear that Vince was backstage? Was that true? I mean, I didn't thought that was like... Well, not only is it true, but there's been numerous reports that he's got... He's dyed his hair jet black and has a jet black mustache. Okay, that 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 was debunked, the mustache thing. Okay. that 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 was not... Somebody photoshopped that, bro. You can't. No, no, no. It was. <laughs> hey, these pictures are all false. Nobody has a picture, but it is confirmed that he has a mustache. 
No, no. That okay. That was debunked. The mustache thing, from what I saw, was debunked. Okay. Because they showed the to. exact same. Here's the thing: they showed the exact same picture with him without the mustache. But I guess also you could Photoshop a mustache off of him too. So who knows what the hell's true? This is why you can't okay. believe nothing nowadays. But yeah, no, I hear you. I didn't. Okay. I didn't. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So the other thing I wanted to talk about was so AEW had their big pay per view and. If I don't have time to watch free TV, I certainly don't have time to pay for a pay-per-view. <laughs> um, by all accounts, there was some good stuff on it. And apparently, um, MJF and and Danielson did their full 60, and it was, a, it was amazing. And I have no reason to, to doubt that with those two guys. But what I wanted to bring up was... So, the MJF did a press conference afterwards, and it's really worth going to watch the couple of minutes. I sent it to you, and you completely just ignored me and said, no, I don't want to do it. But Right, let me watch it while I'm driving on the road and drive off. Yeah, you could do that. Okay. Um, Basically, it starts, he's on a crutch. He's got some bloodiness on it, on his face, and he's got this, like, lump hematoma thing on his forehead. And it starts with him like off screen yelling at Meltzer going, he's like, I'm the best wrestler in the world today. It's not your buddy, Kenny Omega to Dave. And Dave starts laughing and he's like, yeah, laugh dipshit. (laughs) And he's on this crutch and he goes up there and he's like, he's the best. And, you know, he calls himself the devil and he goes, look, and he points to that hematoma on his head. He goes, I'm already starting to grow a horn. And he gets Mm. up on stage and he's limping with this. And he tells a story about how when he played high school football, he was got clipped and his knee bothers him, but he doesn't give a shit because he's the champ. And then he starts spoofing CM Punk sitting there because he's bloody and beaten up. And he opens this can of pickles He's like, you know, when CM Punk's eating the muffins. Yeah. He's like, God damn, this is a good pickle. And he goes, hey, hey, anybody else out here want a pickle? And off camera, he goes, you, dipshit, come here. And the guy comes up there and eats a pickle. And he's like, now get the fuck out of here. And he's just being MJF. And he's the champ. He's insufferable. He's in charge. And... Dude, if you want to really use a term that we don't like, but it's true, is that fool is living his best life. It's over. And he posted on uh he posted on uh, uh Twitter yesterday that, that that blood, that hematoma thing that he had on his forehead over his eye mm-hmm. has the blood has settled down into his eye and it looked like he had like a black swollen, like bloody eye. He goes, I don't care, though. I'm still the champ, and the rats don't mind. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's tremendous work happening over on AEW. So, um, there's some good stuff happening out there. And like I said, I'm not spending 10 hours watching it. But, you know, I want to put it over when it happens so that, you know, even the, the unprofessional most unprofessional classic wrestling podcast out there is it just out there yelling at the clouds and shaking our fist at the clouds we're down with the with the kids too 
Yeah, nobody's telling you go live like Crankmaster watching 12 hours of wrestling a week of the modern product. I mean, don't be like that buffoon. Name not being said. But, you know, when something's good, you could get Something's good. Okay. Hey, it's like anything in life, man. People get people get in like people get really tribal about everything these days. It's like, look, it's not a crime to say that something's good for something you normally might not support 100%. Like, that's not how the world works. I mean, have you never had a disagreement with a really good friend? I'm not talking about a friend is a racist or something. I'm not. But they probably wouldn't be your friend if they were a racist. My point is, like, you're, you're, you, you, you get into disagreements with people. And it, they're nuanced disagreements. Like, that's, that's modern wrestling. There's probably more bad than good. But at the end of the day, if they do something decent, you say, damn, that's pretty good. It doesn't mean that you're full 100% supporting that product and they're telling people like you just said, Doc, to go watch it for three hours a fucking day, you know, um, or, or, you know, uh, 12 hours a week. And that is a very bloody looking messed up eye that uh, MJF has that you just sent me. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, man, you well, gotta, and, and, give and credit where credit's due. And here's the thing. We talk about this a lot as we move, you know, from 86, 80, 85, 86, 87 years ago to 91 and 92, 1991, 92, is we're going to cover it all, but it's a whole lot easier to cover when the shit's good. And we started watching wrestling because we liked it, not because we hated it. And so I don't tune in to hate watch it. I, I tune in to find those moments that make me still enjoy it. And there's been more of those lately. I like that. Dude, I popped out loud when he when Jey Uso kicked Sammy in the face. Well, yeah, I mean, it's different. Like, they, they're tell, and that, the thing about that is, not to rehash it all, but it's a, it's a long storyline. It's been building over forever now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They, they so, just been building it up. So we wanted to give a little bit of love today to the current product, because, um, you know, the kids are working hard out there for to today and, and we need to give them some love um so um were there any five stars this week i didn't even look well it's been only been a day and a half two days not even 24 hours since well if last. everybody's out there doing their job we would still have some right um yeah we don't i don't think there were any when i looked god dang people come on yeah we get some can we get some more five star if you look once again we have so you, little when you submit your five star review uh, we will read it on. We will read it on air once it shows up. The key is once it shows up. We we will read it on air. So, uh, please submit your five star review either on Podcast Attic if you use that or iTunes slash Apple Podcast. It would be greatly appreciated. Um, the other thing too is no new Patreon shoutouts this week because again it's only been a couple days since we did the last show. Uh, but if you're not a patron, the only way you can listen to me, Doc, and Hopper break down Halloween Havoc 1991 with the Chamber of Horrors match, which is going to be a epic train wreck and wonderful discussion, is by going to tinyurl.com/patreonbtt. That is tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Not only will you get Halloween Havoc 91, you'll get all of our Patreon shows. Sometimes I drop stuff early on there from the main show. For example, I dropped on the last week or so the uh, early access to Doc Harper and I discussing Wildcat X-Rated in the BTT meetup. That went up early for patrons, uh, that portion of the show, I should say. So there's that there. 
400 plus Patreon exclusive shows plus video reviews of the shows that we do here at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. On that note, Doc, are you okay with me getting this video recorder going and getting the uh, Saturday night episode started? I think it, uh, I think we're ready, man. All right, so I got the video recorder. We're getting close to this. We're getting close to this uh, pay-per-view, you know. We are. We are. It's, uh, it's not too, less than two weeks away, basically, at this point. Uh, we got one more Saturday night um, before the pay-per-view, and then it's, uh, I think it's the pay-per-view if my uh, notes are correct. But we jump into this show, and we're at center stage again. I believe this episode was taped uh, October 7th of 91. But before we get into the start of October 19th of 91, a couple of things that need to be uh, mentioned. Um, there's a couple of stories here. So apparently... Uh, and again, there's there's some speculation here, so I'm not uh, reporting this as factual information, more or less just kind of talking through some of the things that were going on in WCW at this time with Paul Heyman. So here goes. So apparently on October 7th of 91, around about that date, when this show was taped, Paul Heyman was suspended indefinitely by WCW. Now, the initial reason given, and this is according to the history of WWE.com, was that dangerously leaked information to Eddie Gilbert about a planned angle by Jerry Jarrett to set up a program between WCW world champion Lex Luger and USWA champion Jerry Lawler, which would lead to a unification match. This program was set to begin at a uh, TV taping November 11th, but the taping was eventually postponed. Heyman claimed to have no knowledge of the plans and that this wasn't true. So that's one potential reason why he was suspended indefinitely the other and this was one that i've heard several times i think i've even heard Cornette maybe say this uh someone said it let me say that um there's again here's another story so the other story is um as uh someone's pulling up no they're not pulling up now, the other story is uh, is it sean kemp <laughs> no no so the other story is somebody in accounting uh, brings to the attention and Ben Martin shared this. Uh, so I'm reading his notes on this on is the, the version page. I've heard. Yeah. Somebody, this is the version that I had always heard too. Somebody in accountant brings to the attention of management that certain airline tickets have, had been refunded. So back in the day, you actually got a ticket, like a paper ticket, maybe, you know, thin cardboard, I don't, not cardboard, but it was thick, you know, card stop type paper. You get an airline ticket and it was basically considered basically as good as cash. Um, if you brought it back, they would just refund you the cash. So the boys were taking the airline tickets that were within driving distance, turning them in, putting cash in their pockets. You know, back when gas was a dollar a gallon, this was a hell of a trade off. Right. Um, so who had the most refunded airline tickets was none other than Paul Heyman. So heard being heard thinks he's got grounds to fire. Paul, Paul contends it's not his signature on the refund slips. Therefore, when he's fired, he immediately files a unlawful termination suit in federal court through his dad. Now, uh, in the midst of all this uh, being indefinitely suspended as this is playing out, Paul apparently is back managing and booking ICW in New York for the Savaldi's where he runs into Rick Rude at a show. Now, Rude's making an appearance because his WWF non-compete is still in effect. So he gives a date where he can't appear anymore because uh, he's about to sign with WCW starting the day the non-compete was over. So Paul and Rude, they hit it off, and Paul gets in his ear to tell Dusty and uh, gets it in his mind, I'm going to tell Dusty and Jim Ross, and, you know, 
and hey, Rude wants to come in. He wants me as their manager. So Rude does this, and the, com- the you know non compete is up right before his debut. I won't say when it's going to be, although I think everybody out there knows. Uh, Dusty goes to bat for Paul and bringing Paul back. Uh, at the same time, Heyman has scheduled a press conference um, outside of Studio 54 that he has given WCW one week to respond to his lawsuit or he's going to have his father escalate the matter. End up didn't happen. Paulie ends up returning to WCW in time to tape, uh, make the tapings and, um, of course, the pay-per-view Halloween Havoc. I was trying to read around the notes because I don't want to spoil some things that are going to happen, even though I think most people know. But is that the story you had always heard, Doc, about the basically Paul got fired for or indefinitely suspended due to plane tickets being refunded and all that good stuff? Is that kind of the story you'd always heard? Yeah. Okay. Um, The problem here is, is that if we have a room with Jim Hurd and Paul E., who can you believe? Well, I don't. First off, Paul is a worker and he's a manipulator. Right. I, I don't want to call liar. him a liar. I, well, well, I, I would, guess I guess we should call him a liar, right? I mean, if his mouth is running, you gotta you gotta question him. Like, and this is me knowing people who worked for him personally sure. um, <laughs> that could tell you some stories about Paul's lies uh, that wouldn't that would. Wouldn't be interesting, but it would be a fact that, okay, this dude does lie. So anyway, I think Paul is a manipulator and a liar. So when you say, who do you believe? Like, I actually believe Heard here. I mean, I think Paul was doing this, the speculated stuff, allegedly. I think it was happening. But, you know, Heard's not clean here either because he's a moron the way he runs his promotion. Right. So so it's like, well, well which which idiot do you want to go with here? Not everybody is right. Just because two people are arguing doesn't mean somebody has to be right. That's an excellent point because Herd's Herd's an idiot in his own manner and Paulie's a liar in his own manner. So they might be arguing about something, but none of them are right. And the other side of the story, too, is... You two can both be wrong. Right. The other side of the story is, I think there's a portion of the story where um, JR was like trying to get in touch with Paul during one of these times and uh, to discuss whatever was happening with these plane tickets and um, something about Jr was like, Paul, call me back. I need to talk to you and I need you back here in Atlanta ASAP. And Paul calls like Jr's office, which I guess is in Atlanta. And this is the early days of center, not center stage of, um, of caller ID and Paul's like, oh, well, JR, I can't make it. I'm in, you know, New York right now. Uh, we'll have to do this another time. And he's like, Paul, I need you down here. We need to talk. Well, Paul's calling him from an Atlanta number. Mm. And this is before cell phone. So he's basically calling from wherever he's at or wherever he lives. He's in town, but he's like basically lying. No, I'm not coming down here to talk to you right now. Um, you know, we need you down here for something. I can't remember what, what JR was calling him for. But anyway, the point is. Paul's calling from Atlanta and he's telling JR he's not in Atlanta. So, you know, back in the day they did that. But anyway, all right. So you had heard the story about the refunded tickets, though, plane tickets. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty old one and an interesting one. So who knows why Paul was legitimate? Maybe he was indefinitely suspended from both. I don't know. But these are the stories. Had you heard the um, USWA one? I had not. And yeah, I don't know so. what I believe there. 
Yeah, I don't know either. As like you said, I'm just presenting it that it, these are stories that are floating around out there, whether they're true or not. You, you know. decide. Yeah, and here's the thing: like Jerry Jarrett's now deceased, Eddie Gilbert's deceased. I guess you could go to Jerry Lawler and say, "Hey, what did you know about this?" Um, he might not be able to tell you right now. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say something really inappropriate. What? He had a stroke. He I know. May I have thought to you learn how to re respeak. I thought you were about to say something else. That's uh, the, well, that's the kind of thing Harper would do, not me. Oh, no, that's something you would do, and then you'd go <laughs> laughing. <laughs> See? All right. Um, all right. Oh, go ahead. You're about to say something. Well, I was going to tell you, I made that laugh not too long ago. The boy had his friends over. And they were playing hide-and-seek in the house, and they were trying to hide from my daughter who was trying to find them. And I was doing stuff around the house while they were doing their little dumb shit and they went out to the garage and and hid in my vehicle i rolled by because they were all hiding and they couldn't get out i rolled by and opened the door and let out a huge fart and then closed the door it was tremendous and i laughed like that afterwards uh, and i saw his friend latrell's friend at open house uh, the other night for the school and he brought it up in front nice. of like his parents that's nice <laughs> yeah that's awesome all right living the dream brother let's get into this week's episode uh, i know we started it a little while ago but october 19th of 91 uh the show starts with a replay of austin defending his tv title and winning in a controversial manner remember lady blossom gave him the nunchuck not nunchucks uh brass knucks or something some kind of gimmick to use Dustin Rhodes runs in, explains to Ref what happened. We then head to JR, who's in front of a green screen. He tells us Medusa, one of the most mm. feared lady wrestlers in the sport, is making her debut. Plus, the TV title is on the line with PN News versus Steve Austin. Mm. And then JR sends us to the ring for Sting versus Pretty Boy Doug Summers. Uh, any thoughts on uh, Medusa or News in Austin, or should we go to the first match, Doc? Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get that All right. thing. So, Doug Summers jumped Sting to get the match started. They also misspelled Summers. Are you shocked? Well, they spelled it a different way last time he wrestled. They can't spell Arn Anderson right. Who's one Look. there? Yeah, Summers. <laughs> summer, as in summer, <laughs> like like the season. Uh. <laughs> and it's not... I know there's people like, why are they talking about the spelling? Look, once they show their ass, it's hard not to see it. Like, if y'all can't get the spellings right, the talent's name right, what else are you messing up? Oh, yeah. Arnie Anderson. Arnie. Who can't spell Arnie Anderson? Ric Flair. <sighs> Anyway, uh, what do you have from this uh, barn burner five star Matt classic between Summers and Sting with a jean jacket on? I bet you that just pissed you off too. Ugh. Summers Summers has a is weird looking because he's big, but yeah, he's got he's that funny. he's got a beer gut and smallish arms. He's almost he built kinda, like a taller Dick Murdoch. Dick Murdoch, some beginnings of Playboy Buddy Rose, which I think was his partner in AWA. Um, I have a question here. Mm -hmm. 
Why is it Sting disqualified for using the jacket later? Everything was airtight, brother. Look at that beer gut, though. Yeah, Summers has been drinking. He's been putting down the Budweiser, dude. <laughs> or Coors. Yellow bellies. <laughs> oh, man. He should have been jean- DQ'd. Were you a jean jacket guy? Uh, Sure. I have one down. Oh, God. I don't wear it much, but I have one in the... Oh. Look. So there's a DQ. Well, yeah. You act like this didn't happen back in the day, man. Guys would always use little props or something and then break it before the five count. Should it technically be a DQ? Yeah. But as Bill Watts would always say, you know, the, the referee's got to make a judgment call here. Does he want to throw this match out for just a little bit of shenanigans? Yes. He didn't want to. He didn't use the word shenanigans, but, you know. Come on, man. All the bull crap you would see in world class that they would use different things and not get DQ'd. I I look past that. I'm not trying to call it that much, you know. Oh no, we can't do anything. I mean, technically, a a closed fist is supposed to be a DQ. Mm, look at that cheating. Well, yeah. I mean, Sting's choking him with the jean jacket. God dang! Multiple what a, times. Yeah. Now he's gonna smother him. He's gonna kill him. He's got the thing over his head. The man can't breathe, and the crowd's into it. Not only did he put the jean jacket on him, but then he throws a punch, a closed fist. You're not supposed to throw a closed fist. So, eh, whatever. You know, it is what it is. I'm not, I ain't looking for a DQ here of Sting. Uh, now, if he would have just went and got a chair and just beat the piss out of him profusely, that'd be a different story. Okay. I, I... Um, Anything else from this one? No, this one about as you would expect. Yeah, uh, so Sting hits the Stinger Splash and then the Scorpion Deathlock, and of course Sting then uh, gets the uh, win as he should. After Sting wins, they throw to Cactus and Abdullah having their party, uh, having their birthday party party for Sting that we uh, already talked about. Uh, I feel like that was two weeks ago. They sprinkled in, yeah, two weeks ago. They, they sprinkle in several replays. Yeah, God, that's so gross watching him eat that cake. Ugh, Abdullah's it's disgusting. It's tremendous. Look at him. He's got the microphone cushion in his mouth while he's eating the cake. That's the other part that, we, you know, like, ugh. All right. Well, well this is this is just stellar work right here. This is Yeah, after this pathetic. is what? Pathetic. Okay, we got a Sting promo after his match. Here it is. Our fans at home have just seen some very bizarre footage of the uh, birthday party that Cactus Jack and Abdullah had uh, for Sting. It wasn't your birthday, and I'm sure you're sorry you missed it. Well, let me tell you something, Rossi. I just want to say that Cactus Jack and Abdullah the Butcher, I really appreciate the extra effort. I mean, it's one package after another, a prize for me. And now it's a big birthday cake, candles, the whole deal. I'm just so disappointed, guys, that you didn't invite me. I mean, is it because I don't dress good? What's the deal? I'll wear a jacket. I got this jacket right here with a scorpion on the back of it. I'll dress accordingly. And let me tell you something else. I realize... I do appreciate this. I do realize that it is better to give than it is to receive. And uh, Halloween Havoc, I'll be giving away a lot of prizes with name tags that say Cactus Jack and Abdullah the Butcher. And we'll have one more big party. Woo! We'll see you later, guys. Sting and Cactus Jack one-on-one. He'll be facing Abdullah the Butcher, one of the men in the Chamber of Horrors in eight days. We'll have more here on TBS. My buddy Everett Starr out there is going to love that uh, light howl at the end from Sting. Uh, Doc, what the piss was this? 
He was awful there. <laughs> I don't. He says stuff, and I don't know what he's saying or, or why. And it doesn't have any anything to it. There's no weight to any of it. Well, he says, "I love all the love I'm getting from Cactus and Abdullah, and I appreciate the birthday love." And then he says, "It's better to give than receive." And I got plenty of gifts for Cactus and Abdullah at Halloween Havoc. So, I mean, he's, it, it in theory, the words he's saying make sense. He's, like, he's going to give them some gifts, you know, he's going to knock them out, do whatever he's going to do to them, right? But, I, I, it's just, it's, man, like, it's, we've come, look, man, this promotion the, the the beginnings of it when we start covering it at least 85 it's all about the promos don't get me wrong they, they did great stuff in the ring too but the promos built it up the shit talking the smack talking that's what made it work so like i'm not a sting hater like you 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 hate you hate staying in the ring as a person you like sting but in the ring you're just like or in the ring or on the mic you're like no this dude just doesn't do it for me i don't hate him like you but yeah, that that's not talking to anybody in the building what we just heard. Now, I get it. You know, we're older in 91. And we're knocking on, you know, the late teens at this point. Um, we're coming of age. You know what that means, everybody out there. So so Sting wasn't our, our cup of tea. We, you know, we wanted something different <laughs> during this era. And it wasn't Sting. So that's part of it. If you're a kid... I, I'll repeat it. If you're a kid, you like this, but it, it, this did nothing for me, man. It's just, God, this is bad. As you always Very. say, we, we call it down the middle. Down the middle. Yeah. Next, we go to Medusa versus Lilani Kai. Now, Doc is a pig and he hates women's wrestling, so he probably fast forwarded through this. Am I right, Doc? Um... No, he didn't say no. <laughs> I felt like I needed to watch it, but I. He's the pig. He hates women's wrestling. A pig. Doc hates. Doc, Doc thinks women's job is making babies and in the kitchen. He's like Horn in 1986 when he cut that. No, and in fact, I'm gonna enjoy watching um, Rhea and Charlotte at the uh, WrestleMania. They just should never go on last. Go ahead say it right well that's because the men's title should go on last they should know their role just go ahead and say it say those things you say off air to me you mean walking five steps behind their man in public <laughs> i think your exact words to me via text hey. message or something one time was if these broads want equal treatment they'll get equal criticism <laughs> that's true Jeez. just like bill 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 burr said you know they want this WNBA want is subsidized by the NBA. If you want to get the pay, sell the tickets. Look at this. Watch this right here. It's a timestamp I have coming up. Okay. Yeah. Um, what you got? Medusa outside the ring. Mm -hmm. She goes outside. Here. Just a little dick dancing. She sure does. <laughs> she sure does. She had a little stand feel in her right there. Hey, <laughs> let me tell you something though. Just because I don't like watching them wrestle, I got a respect for these these broads. Um, they dealt with stuff that these divas today couldn't handle. Boy. 
That's there a ain't no, There ain't no HR department for these girls to go to. Nah, if you and if you hear like um like Austin will tell the stories about Medusa and WCW, he was like, bro, she was like one of the dudes, man. She could it just just in terms of hanging with the dudes with like just not putting up with shit and just talking shit like the boys. She she had the she had the the way I always took that was she had the mentality of I'm not going to let them them screw with me. Like cuz if you let them, they're just going to keep doing it. And and she was just she was rough. Like just well, and the Lonnie Kai there started in the mid 70s. Yeah, so you know, but you you hit on something, man. Like I it should be you these these women nowadays shouldn't have to deal with what these women dealt with back then, especially when you think of uh, the stories, yeah. you know, from Mula. That's just and, nah. and, and you know, people don't people can conflate things that get it wrong all the time. Just because I don't like watching women beat each other up, doesn't mean that I think they should be treated poorly. But they deserve equal criticism. Sure. <laughs> As you said, he said, these bras deserve equal criticism if they want to be treated equally. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Oh, well, no. That's a nice German suplex, though, by Medusa to win that match. Uh, this was fine, man. You know, like, I thought Medusa got a lot of cheers and the fans were really into her. And the match wasn't bad. It was, you know, just your average TV match during the time. Uh, I would say this. Like, the, I don't watch a ton of it, but... Whenever I'm watching AEW and I see some of these women's matches, mm. they could learn some stuff from Medusa and Lilani Kai, man. Because some of those matches are like, not all, but some of them just like, what, what, what's happening here? So Medusa was was billed from Rome, Italy. And then she came out looking like a young Carmelo Soprano. I got confused. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if they put much thought into that. No, they did. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on Medusa? An Itali- here? She has an Italian sounded name because she's Medusa Michelli. Right. Which was probably the named after the Who's the Boss because Tony Danza's car- character was Tony Michelli. Hmm. That's a good point. Any other thoughts on Medusa there? No, I'm captivated by what's on now. Uh, so they're replaying after Medusa wins the Van Hammer music video and. Hmm. It doesn't get any better upon further viewing. <laughs> Bro, they're really like pushing this dude with this outdated, lame gimmick. Hair metal at the end of 91. Ugh. Uh, and why is the dude playing the drums look like a cowboy with the cowboy hat on? Did you did you catch that at all? I guess I must have missed that because there's too many other pearls oh did you see him he was right there at the very yeah i'm trying to freeze it but it's such a quick glimpse of it but the yeah the the dude who catch it it's like instantly but he's got a he's got a cowboy hat on and he's probably not even playing just like van hammer's just sitting there rocking his head not even holding the guitar right i don't even hold i don't bro i don't even i've never played a guitar and i i I know no I don't play guitar. What's wrong? You, you didn't say it like it's a like it's a you're cleaning a turd. I mean, no, I just I just I, like you're not, too busy. Not a bad you're thing. too busy. You're too busy scratching records. I mean, what? I guess. I mean, I'm, okay. look, I'm not. This is nothing against the guitar players, but like, I, yeah, I don't. 
but I know how to hold one. Uh, we're going to test that the next time you're over. Okay. You better practice. Okay. Right. Sure. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on this bull crap? Good God. This is so stupid, man. Hey, you know, sometimes sometimes you watch something dumb on these shows and you, know, you see it again. You're like, okay, maybe I was a little harsh. Maybe, no. maybe you know, I should relax a little bit. This is worse this week than it was last. Harper was hilarious watching this last week. Oh, God. He has no time for shit like this. He, he, he gets that he gets that thing where he's like Jesus Christ. <laughs> he, <loses his shit. laughs> he, gets, he is hot. <laughs> what the what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, look at this. Uh, this has that Bon Jovi wanted dead or alive. Now he's gonna bring the kids out. Well, the whole thing about hair metal is it's not for the kids. It's dumb, dude. It's so dumb. I, I I can't do this anymore with this dude. Let's keep moving. Well, we go the to commercial. good news is, is that as bad as it is, he is going to save us. So that's good to know. We go to commercial. We come back from commercial. And when we come back from commercial, um, JR throws to a replay of the Enforcers versus the Screaming Eagles from last week, a.k.a. the Freebirds, Mast. Remember, Jimmy Garvin got pinned. And then we immediately... Uh, go to a match uh, with Larry Zbysko with Arn Anderson versus Michael Hayes with Jimmy Garvin in a singles match. Uh, this is back at center stage. Mm-hmm. Um, this is all after the replay. So let me throw to you, Doc, and see what you got from uh, this singles match. I didn't have a lot, and it seemed kind of short, but there was a couple of things. One is uh, 23-27. Man, right. P.S. Hayes threw a hell of a lot. He was throwing left bombs in this match. But he gets Larry here. Yeah. yeah, here it comes. Larry shoots him off and shoulder tackle. It must be coming after the drop down. Yeah, he, he threw a series. <laughs> and then he struts. That was nice. I mean, yeah. Arn got up on the – I mean, they're working. Arn was up on the apron after that. Garvin's the, up on the apron. They're working the crowd. That was that was really good. There's plenty of Larry sucks chance. Like the fan, yeah. like the fans are really into this. It was short, but the fans are really into this. And um, like I gotta say, if you're gonna get two guys to work an old school match where not a lot's happening, <laughs> it's Hayes and <laughs> Larry Zabisco. I mean, it, but if if, if Tommy over. Rich is unavailable, I guess these two will have to do. Dude, they spent more time getting the fans into it, which is I guess how it should. Be. I mean, look at them in the background. Yeah, they're into they're it. They into ain't even it. doing yeah. that. Now, if you'll give me twenty five fifty, okay, he's gonna catch Arn now. He being Michael Hayes. You said twenty five fifty. Yeah. All right, we're at twenty five forty seven. So here it is. Yeah, he caught Arn with the same left hand. <laughs> I heard. Uh, so Arn's podcast is doing this time period right here. Mm-hmm. Right now. Yep. And he was talking about if Michael had a great left hand and sometimes he caught you with it and it hurt. So what did he say? He did he, say sometimes he caught you yeah, with it? Yeah, he's like, it, it looked great and sometimes it felt bad. Yeah. And so the thing of it is, is that 
people are always down on Hayes' work in the ring. I enjoy it. I ain't asking him to go 60 here, so I don't... He's an entertainer, and he's entertaining me. He and Larry aren't going to have a bad match. Like you said. No, they are just typical two old-school wrestlers. You ain't going to be seeing them doing flips and dives and none of that other shit. They're going to... They're going to get in there, and they're going to roll around on the mat a little, and they're going to, you know, Hayes is going to stop and moonwalk and strut and get the fans into it, and Larry's going to powder out and stall. I mean, that's what they do. It's yeah. it's what these two do. So, anyway. Well, the finish, he hit, he caught Larry with another left hand right there. The finish, yeah, he's throwing bombs in this one. And, Hayes. And go ahead. Arn is very active on the apron and trying to do shit and – Hits Hayes with the belt. Yeah, Hayes had championship belt. Has had Hayes had Larry Zabisco in a sleeper, and Arn hits Hayes in the back with the belt, like back of the head, neck area. Hayes is out, and Nick Patrick is counting because both guys are down. Larry Zabisco gets up and goes to pick up Hayes, but as he does that, Hayes cradles Larry Zabisco and pins him, and the crowd erupts. I thought this was really good. Um, the the interesting part here is remember. The Enforcers won with shenanigans last week and beat the Screaming Eagles, which are the Freebirds. But now, uh, you know, they kind of get their comeuppance, although in a singles match where Hayes pins Abisco. So, uh, you know, good stuff as they continue this. Uh, All right, Doc, I had a feeling you're going to talk about this commercial. We got a House Party 2 commercial ad playing as we go to commercial here. Okay, so I've never seen any of the House Party movies. You're as bad as Harper. I mean, you, you, God. And you haven't seen Bloodsport. So, did they get worse as you had more of them? I, honest to God, I've seen House Party 2, but I don't even remember it. House Party 1 was, was fine. Okay. But I don't even remember House Party 2. And that was my note. I was like, I was like, what what happened in that movie? Like, I don't, I don't even well, remember. Well, I'm going to suggest that they were in a house and they had a party Again. well yeah but i don't know like what what ended up long term like how it finished and all that stuff is all i'm saying was the in the first one was it a rent party or just parents out of town or um uh uh what's his name's uh parent was out of town parent uh, or yeah. parents is i thought he just had a bro, bro now you question now you're making me question and you're trying to be funny, parent or parents. But yeah, the house was empty and he was partying. Okay. And it was supposed to be you like notice... something small and there being a big party. Okay, well, we're back to the ring now. Well, you don't want to ask him questions about House Party 1. I, that's all the questions I know to ask because I haven't seen it. Okay. No House was Party the party still sport. jumping because my mama ain't home? Something like that. Okay. Okay. Continue. Uh, uh, let me tell the people what's happening. The York Foundation, Terry Taylor, Terrence Taylor, Richard Morton, Tommy Rich are taking on uh, Mike Graham, Big Josh, and Bobby Eaton. Thoughts on this one? JR can't say Graham. He says Graham. And that's how much odd, I care. This is a odd combination. Yeah, this is not... Uh, this is... My first note was, I'm not sure I care about this. Look at that. Just watch, like watching old people fuck. Just watching Graham splash Taylor. I, I, yeah, it's I, my note was, 
my note was, I don't like this. Uh-uh. <laughs> it didn't last long, thank God. But the match breaks down. The ref loses control. All six guys are brawling. I, I don't even know who was legal, who wasn't. Tommy Rich Morton. is in the figure four that Graham put him in. Morton drops an elbow on the throat of Graham, and Rich pins Graham. Poor Bobby. What were you about to say? Yeah, poor Bobby Eaton here. Well, I don't know, man. I could say the same about Terry Taylor here. That too. Morton. Um, this just it, Pillman ends up coming to the ring and and he's like saying, "Hey, the heels cheated," and then Eaton pins Rich, and so Eaton and Graham and Big Josh win. Just so Pillman's a referee now, Bruh, This was we dumb. hated this. We hated when they did this in Smoky Mountain. Yeah. Yeah, this is this this I don't the fans were into it, but I I like this is dumb. This needs to end. I, and because you don't even know if the match is still going or not, when Eaton pins Rich and rolls him up, you're like, wait, so the match was still going? What did they restart it? What I if you gotta explain too much to me as I'm watching it, then then that's a bad thing. Right. My note was that this was dumb, but at least it was quick. That was what I said. It was quick. That was a good thing. All right, so let's continue. We come back from commercial, and uh, we got a real five-star Mac classic here. We got PN News versus Steve Austin. Coming down that stupid hallway. PN News pumping the fist. Uh, let me Look fast at, hold forward on, hold on, hold on. I know I got the same timestamp. There Right here. Go. That's what you wanted, huh? Too bad Harper's not here. because The one have on the left is this. old enough. Oh yeah, she's old. She's she's in her twenties, mid twenties. On the right, sure. I'm not so sure. Uh, so I we're think gonna focus on the, too. we're gonna focus on the blonde. But they're chanting go, "Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo." Okay, so hold on. Uh huh. What percentage of the locker room? All of them. <laughs> we're All aware the <laughs> and making plans to make their run at that girl on the left. I can already hear Tommy Rich back there. Hey, hey, see them two in front row? Man, I already scoped them out, man. I was passing my number when I was walking to the ring. They say they want a wildfire. And Terry Taylor's back there. Bitch, shut up. And PN News is back there. Shit, they don't want you. They want me. Mm. And Austin's back there like, shit, my wife's back here, man. I can't even try. I can't even try to plan to get some of that trim. So... <laughs> That was Austin's say, fatal flaw is always having a broad around. That's a yeah. That's a bad combo to have your girlfriend slash wife with you. I guess. But you know, you can't say that because Jimmy Garvin had his wife with him and it He seemed to like it though. bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably pretty rare, no? I mean if you were a pro wrestler, could you have Mrs. Doc on the road with you? Not just on the road, but involved in your matches and a part no. of it as your manager slash valet. No. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's one thing to take them on the road with you, but to to be actually a part of it, man. Because, man, this is like you you're can trying, be the, you're trying to you're waiting for the interference. Well, but you could. And you it, could it's the, done to happen. You're like, wait, what happened out there? You know, I was thinking that when we get back home, we should redecorate the kitchen. What? Okay, so you're kind of going where I'm going. You can have the best relationship with your spouse in the world where y'all really have just gotten to the point where 
you know each other, you don't really argue, you get along, you don't hate each other, y'all, y'all have a good relationship. Mm. But there's a break point in that you also appreciate your time where you're not together, like where you're at work or busy working or doing whatever you do for your hobbies, right? Like us, we have BTT, that's our hobby. We don't have to deal with, with the wives and spouses, right? So in the situation that an Austin is in, he never has that breakaway point. Like you're you're constantly with them on the road 24-7, making towns. Not only that, like you just said, you hit the nail on the head. They're involved in your angles. Like they are a part of your profession. And sometimes, so now, when, and sometimes when things go wrong, you get heated with somebody like, you know, in the bro, moment. Because you think you can do that? That's what I'm saying. Like the emotion, you're amped up as a pro wrestler as is. You're in there. You're taking a beating. You know, you're you're. You, it's a very testosterone driven uh, business. And I know there are women, you know, so they obviously don't have testosterone. My point is, like, you get amped up in that ring, and so now you're in the middle of shooting some big spot, some big angle, and you you either blow it, thus your wife and girlfriend then doesn't react like they're supposed to, or they blow it. And now you're mad at them. It's just a recipe for a God damn an argument that is not going to end well. Cause like you said, back, you ever come to the back and explode on somebody and, right or wrong because something didn't happen out there. You thought should happen in the moment. Not me. Not me. Cause I was really calm. Like, man, what happened? Like, what did you, what you the, ever what seen that piss- happen? Well, that's what I was about to tell you. So I won't say the person's name. Um, cause this person is deceased, but his woman wife, I think they were married, maybe girl, maybe they weren't, but something happened. I wasn't out there, so I didn't see it. I don't know who was in the wrong. Something happened, but they get in the back and he's like, you ever fucking do that again? You bitch. And I look over and I'm like, I know he ain't about to hit this woman in front of me. Cause I, I, that shit don't fly with me. It's bad enough we've he was just, We've discussed that before. We're against that. Come on, that's not too yeah. that's not too hard for us to just come out on a limb and say. Yeah, he's like, You ever do that shit in front of me? You ever do that fucking shit again, bitch? I'm a mm. I, you know, and I'm like, all right. And she just walked off. And luckily he didn't go after her and grab her. Now, hopefully nothing happened to her that night at home. But my point is, like that that's what I envision when I see husband and wives out there in this business. When a lot of dudes in this business, their biggest problem is their ego. So that's just gonna make it ten times worse. So yeah, that's hard, bruh. It's hard. well, and the thing is, you know, not to spoil things, but Lady Blossom might not be out there much longer. We'll go from okay. there later. Anyway, all right, can we continue with the match now? Uh yeah, keep... I'm thinking as we go to the match. Stone Cold is thinking, what the fuck? I don't ever remember him talking much about news on his other than podcast. Other than the uh, scaffold match, which he said was the shits. Right, he did, yeah. So, news is wrapping before the match. Jim Ross says Austin is the most competitive TV champion he's been around, and he's been defending it all the time on television. Now, again, the fans, they're into this. Um I would love to personally ask Steve Austin about this match, just what his thoughts were as I watched it. But anyway, um, I got a, uh, I got a couple of timestamps before the finish doc, but let me see what you got first. 
Man, Stone Cold is bumping his ass when this thing starts. He's bumping all over this ring. Mm-hmm. But I could also see a scenario here that starts the conversations like Stone Cold is in the back with the, with the booking committee like, hey, you know, son, let's, let's heat one up, man. I need something. You know, let's get me a dusting going. Who can wrestle? You're like, sit down, Steve. We got this. We got your next, your next thing. And out comes this guy. Well, I don't think news was horrible here, but it's it's a. Uh, I'm done with him, though. I'm sorry. With news? Yeah. I'm not because he's entertaining. He to me, he's entertaining. I don't think you can. I don't think you can gloss over the fact that the fans like are into him and it's stupid. It's the whole yo baby, yo baby, yo thing. I mean, like right here, hold on. He, you know, Steve's got him in a, uh, you know, chin lock and list to the fans. Stunning Steve Austin. Um, like the fans don't die on him, like they're with him. So you can say what you will about him, but the fans are into it. Now they were about maybe eight minutes in here as we're watching this. And I'm like, oh, he's blown up. Like, like, I'm like news is blown up. And it wasn't that they were doing a lot of running. I just felt like, I don't know, man. I think his gas tank is depleted. Uh, I have one more timestamp because there's a big drop kick by Pia News that I thought just took everything out of him. But let me make sure you don't have anything. I'm about to go to 48.15. No, go ahead. All right. So here it comes. I don't know where he got that from his gas tank from, but he throws a drop kick at Austin that he got up on. And um, JR said, uh, that's not a jet. That's a cargo plane on a drop kick. Mm. He, look, I thought he showed me something, man. He, because these these are two different dudes. News is a big man, but he went out there and he went he went for a while. Now the finish. You want me to go to it? Or you got anything else? No, let's go to the finish here. So news hits Austin with a belly to belly. He pins Austin, but Lady Blossom puts news's uh, or Austin's foot on the rope, and the ref's back is turned. Um. That's when Lady Blossom gives Austin the gimmick again because that's what they've been doing. And Austin hits News with the brass knucks. Uh, and then he's going to pin News. Blossom then tucks the knucks back into her chest. Dustin Rhodes comes in again and starts telling the ref what happened. And then Medusa comes into the ring. And since she's a woman, she, and I'm not joking here, she can literally stick her hand down into Blossom's chest and pull the brass knucks out. And that's exactly what she did. <laughs> You're gonna see it in a second. So Nick I've Patrick never been when, jealous of Medusa before now. Nick Patrick gives the win to News. Uh but since there was technically no pin, Austin is still the TV champ. I actually thought this was a good match. She literally went into Lady Blossoms Blossoms and pulled the gimmick out and uh Lady Blossoms Warden. Blossoms were out there to look at that. Jesus yeah, they're they're, they're out. Christ. I like she's, the looks of that. I mean, I don't want Stone Cold to kick my ass, but I mean they're more out than in. Well, he might have been kicking. Never mind. I'm not even going to say it. 
But this is the second straight match where we've had somebody come out and change the red. Oh, God. Dang. Well, I don't have a problem with this because he's the heel. So, fine. But it's the second straight match where somebody came out and said, no, ref, no, ref, you got it wrong. Second straight match. And I don't like it the first time. Mm. All right. Fair enough. But it was cold when she stuck it down there and it made the nipples hard. And wait, what? Shut up. Any other thoughts on how this all goes down? Man, you tell me before we ever start recording, man. Be you got to be extra on. You got to be extra juvenile because we don't have Harper here today. And then when I do it, you get all upset, bro. If there's a person on this planet who can ever keep him on topic, it'd be a miracle. He can you would, imagine? He can you imagine Harper in like grade school and junior high? No, I mean by high school, I get the feeling he just kind of was like fuck it but <laughs> early on when there was you know everybody had to kind of play ball like school is important no no I, I can't it he's he's too it's like a butterfly dude his his mind is his mind just flies off into wherever i mean bro we were talking about jay briscoe's death in in the middle of it he's he's watching laverne and shirley in the background he's like Bruh, what was her name? Man, she got a set of legs on her, huh, bruh? Hey, dude, we're eulogizing one of the great professional wrestlers of our time, and you talking about plowing Laverne and Shirley. Like, What's wrong with that? How do you just pivot that quickly? He's a multitasker. I guess so. All right. Um. So keeping the show moving, uh, we go to commercial, we come back from commercial, and we got a Ron Simmons promo we need to uh, listen to. Um, so here that is with JR. Is to see that you are in magnificent physical condition, but this is also going to be a mental game. What is your mental frame of mind knowing that Halloween Havoc is eight days away? Well, you know, Jim, for the past couple of months, the nation has seen me come out here and preach and speak of the dreams that I've had and the dreams that I'll continue to have. Unlike Lex Luger, I had dreams of growing up in a big seven-room brick house with a white picket fence around it, but it didn't come true. I had dreams like Lex Luger playing catch with my brothers and sisters in the yard, but it didn't come true. I had dreams of my parents watching me grow up to become somebody in this world respectable, but it didn't come true. But you know what? That didn't stop me from dreaming because I went on to have a dream to become the best football player that this state of Georgia has ever seen, and it happened. I had a dream that I would get a scholarship and become the best football player at my position. And you know what? It came true. And I had a dream that one day I would play professional ball and I had the opportunity. Which brings me to this. Lex Luger and I met long before we got into the wrestling ring. He played on one side of the football and I was on the other. He was an offensive guard and I was a defensive guard. Just like in Halloween Havoc Lex Luger, we meet again. It's two out of three falls. In football, you have the opportunity to make a first down out of four. But, brother, in Halloween Havoc, if you don't score the first time, you won't score at all. Because when I put you on your back for the one, two, three, it's going to be just like the old Negro National Anthem. It only won't just be blacks singing. It's going to be blacks and white. Everybody is going to lift their voice and sing. I want to tell you, well, thank you very much. Security Director Doug Dillinger. Interesting note here, ladies and gentlemen, I've just been handed, and I'll read it to you verbatim, the WCW Championship Committee has ruled 
that Mr. Hughes will not be allowed to stay at ringside during the Lex Luger Ron Simmons World Title Bout at Halloween Havoc on Sunday, October the 27th. I got to say, that's a pretty good news for you, Ron. Well, that comes off no surprise to me, Jim, because I met with the board of directors and the regulators of WCW and had this sanction. And you know what else? I've got a surprise for everyone because I went out and I've got myself a licensed manager for that one night only at Halloween Havoc. And I'd like to introduce him to you right now. Got a manager? Hey, it's the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes at ringside on October 27th. All right, well, that's big news. Mr. Hughes will not be at ringside. Harley Race will. He's got a manager's license. Dusty Rhodes with a manager's license for that one night only. And what's going on here? I'm sorry. I'm sure you got... Don't tell me you're sorry. Just tell me what's going on here. What's going on? You better talk to the board. We don't have any time. Here's the latest. I thought it was pretty good. This is interesting. Uh, Dusty th- throws himself into this thing. What did you think about this? I thought it was good, too. Um, Simmons was good. He did use an unfortunate word. Somebody's talking about the Black National Anthem, that's all. Okay. Is that true? I've heard that before, is, that that song. Is what he said true? Every voice No, no, is no, that, 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 that song is the Black Folks National Anthem. Uh, yeah, I mean, what, I'm not, what are you asking me, is it... You've There's heard it before. They do it at sporting events point. now. Do y'all get together and sing that? Jesus Christ, I hate you. I've um, seen it on, but I've seen it on shows, bro. I, I like. I, I'm asking, is that real for y'all? I'm inquiring because I'm a honky. And shut I don't up, know. okay? Just shut up. Let's get back to the wrestling. You, you're trying to be funny, and you're. I'm really not. So Simmons says he's Are got a autistic? manager for one night. It is you Halloween. You pick up on emotions. Dusty Rhodes is going to be his manager and Harley Race is outraged and he comes out to argue and then we run out of time on a segment. I think Simmons' promo was fantastic there. I he do got too. that I don't think, hard I don't think he voice. needs Dusty. I don't think he needs Dusty either, but that, yeah, that just I don't tells think me Dusty. they don't have faith in Luger and Simmons. Whereas I like Harley Race being with Luger because it's shady. I don't think you got rid of Hughes which is supposed to help even the score, yet Simmons still needs help. That's dumb. Hold on. I think you're wrong here. I think you're looking at this wrong. I think Dusty's ego couldn't allow him to not be a part of that. Possible. I don't think it's got anything to do with not having faith in Luger or Simmons. I think it was an ego thing. Okay. Dusty's, Dusty's getting paid. He's in this promotion, even though he's quote unquote retired. I think that's what's happening here. Needs to be a part of it. This is a big show, man. Halloween Halloween Havoc is not the last pay-per-view of the year, but it's the last good pay-per-view of the year. Anyway, so I I think that's what you're seeing here. All right, we did go to the WCW Top 10 uh, that we've talked about week after week. And then we go to the final match on the card for... October the 19th, it's Bill Kazmaier versus Cactus Jack. They actually didn't have much time as this thing got started, so it doesn't go too long. Doc, what do you have from this one? This wasn't good. Well, it's Kazmaier. I mean, what, what, you know, what are we doing here, right? He almost killed Cactus last week. 
Yes. Well, this is what I like to see right here. If, I tell you if what, Abdullah he's strong, can, man. Abdullah takes forever getting his fat ass in the ring. Jesus. Did you see? Abdullah. <laughs> he couldn't fit his fat ass floppy titties through the freaking ropes, and he takes forever to get in the ring. Kazmaier had Cactus in a bear hug, which is impressive. And uh, Abdullah comes in with his stick or cane, which is very flexible, as you can see when he's hitting people with it. He hits Kazmaier across the back, but Sting comes in and chases Cactus and Abdullah off. And um, that's kind of it. We run out of time. Cactus is DQ due to interference. Kazmaier wins, and we're done on uh, this particular week. So, you know, it was fine. Uh, but we'll get into it. We got to rate it, hand out some Rolexes, or did you have anything from this uh, before we uh, do that, Doc? No, I'm good. All right. So before I mean, we get to hand out, to, we're getting closer to this chamber of horrors thing. We're getting real close. It's going to be fun. We got to remind Harper. I, I'm I'm pretty sure I've never seen it. I think. Well, Shivani covered it years ago. If you listen to his show back then, you may have heard it at least, or heard what happened. But he did cover it. I don't know if you've seen it. I've seen it, and it's just gloriously bad. Uh, what happens in that chamber of horrors? But for now. I uh, want to remind everyone, the only way you can listen to us cover that is by going to tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. We will cover Halloween Havoc in its entirety. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Not only a great way to support the show, but you get over 400 plus Patreon exclusive episodes. Plus, you get the video reviews of these shows that we do here as Doc and I and Harper and I. We all watch along and do them. Again, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. And if you're, you know, a little tight on funds, I still offer a free month. All you got to do is email me, bookintheterritory at gmail.com. That's bookintheterritory at gmail.com. And I'll hook you up with a free month on our Patreon if uh, funds are tight and you've always wanted to try it out and haven't been able to do so. All right, Doc, we got to uh, rate it first. Uh, what do you, what rating are you giving this thing? Hour and four minutes. Yeah, so it's a little over an hour. That That's a good thing. We, uh, we rate these high. <laughs> Yeah, and it was all right. There was some stuff I didn't care about. Okay. I'm going to have to go with a B. Yeah, I, I'm going to go B+. plus. almost went A- minus only because it was so short. I mean, it was a quick watch, quick quick taking notes. But um, I'll go to B+. plus. That six-man was bad. But it didn't last long. It was real short. Like it, it was real, real short. I'm not as into PN news as you are. That was that was as good of a match. Again, it's not no fucking you know ten star match on the stupid Meltzer scale. But it was it was good for what it was. It was okay. Every it was what it needed to be. All right. So on that note, um, we also need to uh, give out a Rolex. So who are you gonna give your Rolex to? That's an interesting question. I got mine. Well, look at you. I'm going to pick the same person as you. So you want me to give mine first? No, no, no. I'm going to give it. I'm going to go first and pick the same person as you. Okay. Who are you giving it to? I'm giving mine to Ron Simmons. Okay. So we don't have the same person then. Oh, we should. That's your fault. I thought about giving it to Simmons, but when you get in there and you do... 
basically 12 minutes with PN News, you're going to get the Rolex. So Steve Austin's getting my Rolex. Because he, he got in there and had a good match, a long good match with PN News. I'm going to give I, you I think, Lady Blossom's right breast. I don't think you understand how what happened in that match with those two how hard it may have been for Austin. And it's not news being a bad wrestler. I don't really think he's got the gas tank. And but he's yet, big and to move around once the gas tank starts to go. And yet he was in there. Austin being, he, he got a, they got a good TV match out of it. A good TV title match. Now you can argue about the finish and whether you didn't like the finish or not, but I thought they, they both had a good match, and I thought Austin carried it. So I gotta go. I gotta go with Austin on it. I thought it was uh, great from that point of view. Okay. All right. So that just about wraps up this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, covering October twelfth. I'm sorry, nineteenth of nineteen ninety one. Um. Anything else before we get out of here, Doc? We're getting close, man. Oh God. It's so it's it's gonna be so bad. It's so bad. Um what's not bad is Hard Body Hopper's life advice and relationship advice that he gives out uh on uh via his video shout outs. If you want a Harper to shout you out with a video shout out or you want him to cut a promo on a friend or family member, all you gotta do is email him to Chris Harper16 Wildcat with AK at gmail.com. Tell him what you want in your video, and then PayPal him. Uh, 20 bucks to cc30388 that's the number 88 cc at yahoo.com if you missed any of that it is in the show description and you can find it all there uh help hopper out trust me when you've seen these videos some of them are on our youtube uh channel they're great they are i'll I'll never forget popping the time that he was sitting on the can reading the paper and then after the promo flipped around and grabbed a sandwich and took a bite that was tremendous. <laughs> tremendous. So, absolutely. Um, to, you gotta, you gotta get one of these video shoutouts. He did the one. Um, I forget whose friend it was. I think it was Chris Browning had him cut a promo on one of his friends. And at the end of, and Chris's like uh, guidance said, "Hey, my friend, he doesn't like midgets. So say something about midgets near the end." Hopper at the end of it goes after he cuts his promo which is two minutes long he goes oh yeah one other thing stay away from midgets they don't smell good <laughs> so it's just good stuff man he gets he cuts these promos on people that you don't like and he sends them to videos and uh, it'll live on forever so please help him out uh, again email him chrishopper16 wildcat at gmail.com uh, and again, check the PayPal that I just covered. It'll be in the show description. Um, Doc, I can't think of anything else, man. Um, you won't be here next week, I guess. And Crockett's supposed to do the show with me. And we'll see if Hopper is going to be there. You'll be doing community outreach or in New York, um, getting wasted, watching basketball at the uh, Garden. Um, so, it's going to be, um, it's actually going to be um, some some uh, ministry, street ministry. Street ministry? Yeah, yeah, we're going to be out on the street talking to people about, you know, how to be able yeah, Jesus and stuff, right? how to get blessed. So by the next time we actually record, it'll be almost two weeks. So uh, I'm sure we'll have plenty of stories and you'll have to keep Harper on target 
uh, because you know he'll be wanting to talk about other things as we talk about Halloween Havoc because as we all know what did we have a 25% chance he watched half of the show and there's 0% chance he watched the whole show right oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah alright yeah. on that note um, anything else are you ready to uh, roll and get out of here oh boy I guess we're done yeah I guess we're done too well uh, hit the tagline how about them cowboys no tagline oh, real tagline tagline uh, book it bitch oh.